President Trump weighs in and all but endorses the Alabama Senate candidate accused of sexual abuse. The longest serving current member of Congress finds Congress, pardon me, finds himself at the center of an ethics investigation and a barrage of tweets just one day before Thanksgiving holiday from, oh yeah, you guessed it, the president himself. This is State of America Tonight. We don't need a liberal person in there, a Democrat, Jones. What is astonishing is that Donald Trump has now basically endorsed an accused child molester for the United States Senate. An accused child molester better than a Democrat? Well, he denies it. Look, he denies it. The president was up bright and early this morning, tweeting. President Trump is tweeting about his feud with LeVar Ball. It's bad for him because it's taking him off message yet again. Welcome, I'm Paula Newton, live in New York, in for Kate Baldwin. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America Tonight. Now, it's an unspoken rule for Thanksgiving dinner in the U.S. Eat, drink, and be thankful, and avoid all talk of politics. Look, my own mother has warned me of this a million times. Don't get your aunt going. You need to listen to this, unless you want to be on the receiving end of, you know, that slice of pumpkin pie or, you know, that odd turkey leg. But with one day left before Americans gather together, it's a safe bet that many families will find talk of all things Washington unavoidable. And yeah, they'll have only one person to thank for that, President Trump, after he broke his silence and seemingly kicked aside in the Alabama Senate race. Well, he denies it. Look, he denies it. He totally denies it. He says it didn't happen. He said 40 years ago this did not happen. Let me just tell you. Roy Moore denies it. That's all I can say. He denies it. And, and by the way, he totally denies it. Well, he denies. I mean, Roy Moore denies it. And by the way, he gives a total denial. He totally denies it. Okay, we get it. He totally denies it. In other words, the president says voters should ignore Roy Moore's eight accusers and those who have corroborated their stories and make sure Trump gets some help to pass that all-important agenda. I can tell you one thing for sure. We don't need a liberal person in there, a Democrat, Jones. I've looked at his record. It's terrible in crime. It's terrible in the border. It's terrible in the military. And when asked what he would say to the women of the United States in this key cultural moment, the president said this. Women are very special. I think it's a very special time because a lot of things are coming out, and I think that's good for our society, and I think it's very, very good for women. And I'm very happy a lot of these things are coming but out. Do you, accuse, do you believe the I'm accusers? I'm very happy it's being exposed. Do you... Now, not only is that going to be tough for the president to explain that to my daughter, but his daughter as well. We're going to get to that in a minute. Now, for two House Republicans, the words from Roy Moore's accusers are all they need to hear. I believe the women, and I do not think he should be elected to the United States Senate. I think those allegations are so disgusting, and it doesn't make a man fit to serve in the United States Senate. I think the people of Alabama could have a better choice. Extraordinary words, aren't they? And it's not just Republican congressmen who disagree with Trump. This is what I was talking about. Even his own daughter, Ivanka, does. And, of course, that wasn't lost on Doug Jones, Roy Moore's Democratic opponent. Here's part of one of his new TV ads. 
On Roy Moore's disturbing actions, Ivanka Trump says there's a special place in hell for people who prey on children. And I have no reason to doubt the victim's accounts. Now, it's important to note he has not gone there, that Democrat in this campaign so far. Now he has. And how did we all get here? Sources tell CNN that part of it has to do with the president's own path to the White House. We're told that the president doubted the Moore accusers from the beginning and that he even compared the situation to what happened to him last year during the presidential election. He believed it was easier for him to stand alongside Moore since a wave of sexual assault allegations have been made recently. Now, and that wave of allegations has swept up two very prominent Democrats as well. Now, Senator Al Franken and Congressman John Conyers. But the president was noticeably more tight-lipped about those two lawmakers. Look, I don't want to speak for Al Franken. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just heard about Conyers two minutes ago. Now, Franken, as you've been hearing, uh, is under scrutiny for allegedly groping and kissing radio host Leanne Tweeden without her consent in 2006 before he was a senator. Now, he's also accused of grabbing a woman's rear end when this photo right here was taken in 2010 while he was in office. Democrats say they back an ethics investigation into his behavior, something Franken says he will fully cooperate with. And Michigan Congressman John Conyers says he, too, will cooperate with an ethics probe amid revelations that he settled a complaint in 2015 after allegations he sexually harassed a staffer. Conyers, who was first elected to Congress in 1964, is the longest-serving active member of Congress. Known as the Dean of the House, Conyers also helped found the Congressional Black Caucus. And now a member of that caucus says Conyers should step down from that very key post. No one is exempt from bad behavior. I really think that probably the appropriate thing right now is he should step down as the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and be subject to uh, this ethics investigation. Now, in a statement, Conyers, who, quote, expressly and vehemently denies any wrongdoing, says his accuser was offered $27,000 in what he describes as a severance payment, but the money came from his office budget. That's right, from taxpayers, not the U.S. Treasury Fund set up to handle these issues, again, handled again by taxpayers. And that decision is raising concerns for another high-profile Democrat. Mr. Conyers used uh, his own resources within his office to make this uh, some sort of settlement instead of going through the official process. This concerns me greatly. I think the congressman needs to look at himself. And frankly, if I was in his place, I would leave. Hmm. Now, whether President Trump will speak or, of course, tweet on Conyers remains to be seen. But when it comes to professional sports, yep, you heard it. The president is all in a big football fan. So going on an early morning tweet storm about everything from college basketball dad LeVar Ball, who the president called a, quote, ungrateful fool, and a poor man's Don King to his ongoing battle against U.S. football players who kneel during the national anthem. So for anyone who thought tomorrow's slate of NFL games would provide a break from all that politics, yeah, you guessed it, another controversial dinner to talk about. Great. So President Trump was shy of a full-fledged endorsement of uh, Roy Moore, but he is casting doubt on Moore's accusers. Senior writer for CNN Politics, Awana Summers, joins us now from Washington. I mean, 
a lot of us were puzzled by the fact that he stood silent for so long and yet then again broke the silence. I mean, why? Did he feel that the tipping point had come and that he was really incensed by these allegations saying he doesn't deserve it? Or is he just looking for expediency here? I need that Senate seat. Absolutely. I think that the president spent some time, you know, kind of thinking through this, deciding where the White House needed to be. And ultimately, as Caitlin Collins and others at CNN have reported, he kind of got to the point where he re- he took some similarities between his own situation, where he had do- more than a dozen allegations of inappropriate sexual behavior with women during his campaign and felt like, you know, he was in a place where he kind of saw some shades of what was happening with more with him. And I do think it's really important to note that this is a, se- a Senate seat that Republicans across the board, including the president, see as really critical to keeping that majority of critical of getting tax reform, that all important, um, that all important legislation done. So they really do see a lot of political weight here. And for a number of Republicans in the White House, they say that having more who would be a loyal vote with them is perhaps more important than some of the some of these horrible allegations that we've heard. Yeah, and horrible allegations they are. And I say it is dividing the Republican Party as other issues haven't. Kind of surprising. Wanna thanks so much. Appreciate it. Now Thank a lot you. of Republicans are stuck. How far does party loyalty go? The Republican leadership says Roy Moore has to step aside, but now that the president has weighed in, how does that change things? Our panel tries to sort it all out. Now, as endorsements go, okay, it was a little wishy-washy mushy, but after a couple of weeks of silence as allegations mounted against Senate candidate Roy Moore, the president finally did, in fact, take a stand. Moore says he uh, didn't do it, and that explanation seems to work just fine for the president. The panel tonight, Steve Elmendorf, the deputy campaign manager for John Kerry's 2004 presidential campaign and a partner at Subject Matter, Alice Stewart, CNN political commentator and former Ted Cruz communications director, Um, Jeff Balaban, a member of the Donald J. Trump for President Advisory Board, and David Swirlick, CNN political commentator and assistant editor at The Washington Post. Thank you, one and all. Uh, I was just musing on break, telling you guys, what would we possibly talk about a day before a holiday? And here we are. Um, I mean, look, Alice, has Donald Trump changed this race now? And this is going against his own daughter. So going against his own daughter to support a suspected child master. He sure is. And and I think the possibility that is that he may. Look, to refresh everyone's memory, his own daughter, Ivanka, said, hell hath no fury like a person who preys on children. Well, Donald Trump yesterday came out and basically gave a full-fledged endorsement of Roy Moore in Alabama, saying that he will, um, he should be the one that is the next senator from Alabama as opposed to the Democrat. I think that is big. I have a real problem with that. I have a real problem with putting support behind someone that is accused of, of these serious child uh, molestation charges and sexual harassment. I, I think that's a problem. The women's allegations are, are much more convincing than his denials. Donald Trump, 20 times yesterday, said he denied it, he denied it, he denied it. But the fact is, I, I believe the, the accusers in this case. And the polls are tightened. The, the campaign, the, the Roy Moore campaign, has made this about the Washington Post, has made it about Democrats, has made it about um, the GOP establishment, not about these allegations. And there is a chance he can win. And with Donald Trump 
pushing his support behind him, it, it could happen. Yeah, it definitely a, a game-changing race. I, I want to point one thing out today. In New York, uh, these are, as David would be able to tell you, these are two newspapers at each other's throats. They do not uh, agree on a lot. But today's headlines in New York from the Daily News, I'm with perv, not to be <laughs> confused with, I'm with the perv from the New York Post. I mean, look, uh, this has really uh, divided people and divided the Republican Party. I mean, Jeff, I'm going to go to you next. You heard what Alice just said. What do you think? You, uh, uh, just from what I know of you and what I've read about you, Jeff, I don't, you can't be comfortable with this. Well, I'm not with Perv. Let's start with that. Obviously, no one's with Perv. And it's, you know, it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a garish headline. But if you actually break down what the president said so far, he said three things, right? He said, I don't know. Let's wait and see. But the guy's been denying it. I don't disagree with that, all right? It's, it's awkward because of the timing, but I don't disagree with that. We don't know. Wait and see. He said, you know, I think that it's up to the people of Alabama. It do. It is up to the people of Alabama. With due respect to Alice, it's not up to her. It's the people who have to vote. And they know Judge Moore, and they know the accusers, and they'll have to make that decision. And there are obvious ramifications if he's telling the truth and obvious ramifications if he's lying. And, uh, and the third is that on policy, you know, it, he'd rather go one way than the other way. That's not saying he's with a pervert. Uh, but uh, I think each of those three things taken on their own is actually accurate. So to it be is saying kind of, it kind of is, yeah. No, it's not. See, it, is, it is saying he supports Steve. a guy no. who has been accused credibly of abuse well, of children. Well, I don't credibly. And Donald Trump supported him. And he's been he is accused. supporting him. No, no, Very clearly. Accused, me. The stories are corroborated. There's more than one. Uh, listen, Family uh, members this, have talked is, about and, it. And, you know, and, and it's been raised here around this panel before, and people say, well, you know, Donald Trump should know about this because he's been accused, right? So he knows that there are false accusations. That's exactly right. And so he's sensitive to the fact of false accusations. I, am, I have no judgment here on who's telling the truth. I obviously don't know the facts. Uh, I think the people in Alabama are going to have to make that decision. The problem, I think, Jeff, with, with the president's statement yesterday, and I understand the way you're breaking it down, is that he didn't just say, I take Roy Moore at his word. I don't think there are enough facts yet. That was one reason out of three. The other reasons, as you enumerated, were, well, we can't have a liberal or a Democrat in here. Or he said, you know, he's soft on crime. So once you add those things to I take the guy at his word, what you're effectively saying is, is that I take him at his word. But also, even if it turns out he did these things, he's better as a, you know, serial attempted alleged dater of teenagers than the Democrat. Well, okay, and that think, is the I, problem. I don't think anybody around this table believes that if, that if Donald Trump believed he did these things, or if this guy is proven to have done these things, that he should be sitting as a U.S. senator. I don't think that either, but that's that. the implication of saying, well, he's a liberal and we can't have I, that. I want to yeah. get to that issue of sitting as a U.S. senator in a minute, because it has to be explained. But, Steve, I want to get you in here before this. Look, Doug Jones, we just showed his ad up there. He's finally gotten off the high road. I have to say the high road has not been very effective for him lately, so he's, he's going right at it. Is it possible that the Democrats will still lose at the end of the day? It is possible. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I think if the election were held Tuesday, the Democrat would probably win. I think a lot can happen in two weeks. I mean, who knows what will happen in two weeks. And I think that I would give a slight advantage to, to Doug Jones because he is a very credible candidate. I mean, he is not some, he's not out of step with Alabama. He's a former federal prosecutor. I mean, he is totally, he, I think he's a candidate that a lot of people looking for an alternative to judge more are going to vote for. Judge Moore, by the way, has, you know, this is his biggest problem, but he's got a lot of other problems. I mean, he's never been the most popular person in Alabama. He's been kicked off the court. I mean, this is, this is his worst problem, but there's a lot of reasons not to vote for, for Judge Moore. 
Uh, Alice, I just want to ask you one thing, though, in terms of this dividing the Republican Party. There are some shrewd people among Republicans who say that, look, OK, these allegations, we don't like them. But just get him in there because then we can kick him out. The Republicans can kick him out and then explain what happens then. Then the governor gets to appoint a, a new Republican senator in his place. Uh, yeah, a lot of that is determined in the Senate in terms of them uh, working to, to keep him from uh, being nominated into the Senate. Look. I have a real problem with that simply because if the people of Alabama do vote for him, he should be the senator. That's the will of the people. That's how people are elected uh, in in this great country. So you're saying he's a criminal, right? And, and then he should be thrown absolutely. Out. Right. In my view, if it were up to me, which it's not, but a lot of Republicans would just assume let's everyone put our put our support behind a write-in candidate, someone that the people of Alabama can vote for and can be elected by the will of the people and by majority of the people of Alabama, and let that person be the senator. That will be a difficult road to hoe with President Trump going down there if he goes to support him. And it sounds like he's leaning towards possibly going down to campaign for Roy Moore. If that's the case, he has a good chance. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Alice that if that's who the voters of Alabama select, that's who they should have. And that's who they, frankly, deserve. Um, the real <laughs> look, look, the, if if well, if it's like the, a common but, problem right now yeah, in America, if you look right, at what's yeah. going on in Congress, well, but people have what they deserve and it's not very pretty. Let me let me just say this. Look, if the question was guilt in a criminal sense, if, if Roy Moore was charged with a crime, he's absolutely entitled to his day in court, entitled to, to ha- hear these charges and be judged by a, a, a reasonable doubt standard. But this is the court of public opinion. So I do think the Senate has the right if they feel like we can't work with this guy, he will sully the name of the most august deliberative body in human history that they should kick him out if that's the way they feel. Republicans control the chamber. No, I agree. The Alabama should make their choice, and then the Senate will have yeah. to make a decision. I agree we, on that. Uh, well, yeah. it's, it's incredible how much attention the state of Alabama will be getting in the next few weeks and perhaps beyond. We will be back in a moment, and with that, President Trump fires off a burst of early morning tweets covering an assortment of topics, of course. But why? We'll talk about it when the panel gets back. Somebody told me about the tweet a couple of days ago. I don't even tweet. I'm just saying, why is that on your mind? All this stuff going on and that's on your mind that a father didn't say thank you? And you're supposed to be the head of, you know, you're the head of the U.S.? Come on. So many people don't want to spend this Thanksgiving talking about politics, but when President Trump tweets every little thing, yep, nothing is off the table, so to speak. Today, he shot back at LeVar Ball, who you just heard there saying, He's alone. He alone got Ball's son and two other college basketball players out of shoplifting charges in China. The president went on to denounce the father as an ungrateful fool, exclamation mark. Harsh, right? (laughs) But of course, he is known to say outlandish things. We want to get back to this panel now. Look, uh, these are culture wars, and I think they make all, I'm going to assume, they make all of us squirm in a way that we're not used to doing about so many issues. I mean, Jeff, can you explain it to me? What does the president get out of this? Because we had a naval accident. I woke up talk, you know, talking about the naval accident today in the Pacific and seriously worrying about three families. Thank God it wasn't 11 families worried about where those those. Uh, Loved ones are. Why? What is he? Well, why anyway, is he you know, he spoke and tweeted about that as well. The media later, choosing, much well, later. The media is choosing to focus really on this and focus on this endlessly. But here's the reality. Let me take off the you know 
Trump advisor, you know, Trump campaign advisor hat and put on the, I used to be the head of communications for CBS News, all right? And I've never seen anyone. I hear many people complain about it. They fetch about the fact that, you know, Trump is, uh, he tweets, we don't like his style. Here's the reality. I've never seen anyone who knows how to get past all the noise, get past an entire media core, the world's media core, and go straight to people and have them react. Now, some people don't like it. Some, a lot of people do like it. Trump has, a, the president seems to have a very good sense of appealing certainly to his base and rallying people up in a way that seems to work for him. That's why he's the president. I'm not sure that, that you know, I, I don't know that I would tweet what he tweets, but then again, I'm not the president. I'm not the guy who's made it in all these different ways. He seems to know what he's doing. And I, I take that point, Joe, because I think you're right. I think when you talk to Trump supporters, they do like it. You know, they say they don't want him to tweet, but quite frankly, I don't believe them it's even like when they say being, that. It's actually reacting, but, interacting. But I want to talk to the point of what kind of collateral damage is being done. Just a quick poll here. There are 58% of Americans dreading sitting down at, at a Thanksgiving table and, and talking uh, about uh, politics, or it turns out politics and sports. 30% are actually eager to do it. I don't know who those people are. They're certainly not in my family. And, you know, 11% are unsure. Let me tell you, once they start talking, they'll be sure they did not want to talk about any of this. I mean, David, you've written about this before, where it comes from the NFL specifically and how this whole culture war. Sure. Do you think it is unfair of us to say that he seems to ramp it up more when there is a racial divide in the issue? I think the president does. I think particularly his tweets about LeVar Ball in the last 24 hours illustrate that in a way that some of his other tweets don't, you know, when he compared him to a loudmouth Don King, you know, it, it makes you think he, he here's a president who's kind of a loudmouth himself talking about LeVar Ball, who is clearly a loudmouth. And he immediately thinks of the nearest loudmouth, who right. is Don King, who is also African-American and saying, oh, he's just like him, except without the hair. It's hard not to look at that as, you know, the president associating this on the basis of race. That doesn't mean that the president hates black people. That doesn't mean that the president, you know, you know, is, isn't doing it intentionally versus from his gut. But it, it, it's hard to look at that situation, the Colin Kaepernick situation, the entire NFL controversy that you described, uh, the situation with, uh, with uh, Congresswoman Frederica Wilson right. and the comments made about her by the White House Chief of Staff and not to see a pattern developing, even and, if you can't get inside the heart of these people to see what they want to say. And yeah. Steve, even if we don't like it, is this politics as usual now? Whether it's no. Donald Trump? I mean, hopefully it's not politics as usual. Hopefully someday we will be past Donald Trump. And I do not, don't believe when we get to the 18 election and the 20 election that this will be seen as having been effective. I think we saw in 17 in Virginia the beginning of the reaction to Donald Trump. And I think the news media needs to stop talking to the 35% people who love Donald Trump mm -hmm. and talk to the 65% of the American people, a large number of whom really don't like what Donald Trump's doing and really don't like what he's doing in terms of tone, in terms of leadership. And I think we saw it in Virginia, and we're going to see even more in 18. Alice gets the last one. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this as uh, him doing anything other than uh, riling up his base, getting them energized, getting <clears throat> uh, connecting with them in a, a way that he cannot do through the media because the media is not going to convey this message <clears throat> just as he puts it out. But the problem is, this may rile up his base. I voted for him to have legislative accomplishments. I voted for him to have, repeal and replace Obamacare and to, to fight immigration. The one thing he, I did vote for him for that he has done is put a Scalia-like justice on the Supreme Court. Bravo for that. But I, I think so much time and energy is put in, in into these tweets and so much conversation is on that. 
I wish he would have a legislative accomplishment. That will help him more than all any tweet. And they're work. I, we got to leave it there, okay, but they are working on it. And happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Can thank you enough thank for you. coming in. Really appreciate it. This is day 307 of President Trump's administration. That's State of America tonight. Check out our podcast. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts on your favorite app. We will be back here uh, next week. In the meantime, happy Thanksgiving to everybody celebrating. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.